0: Holidays, Merry Christmas, Santa's on his way. Do you remember counting down the days? I couldn't wait for Christmas Day. Bells are ringing, angels singing, it's a beautiful holiday. Uh, Some friends of ours, um, Gary Moody and Tim Jones, we grew up with in uh, Pasadena.
1: Oh, yeah, I like that. It's kind of funky and just it grabs you. I love it. I love it. We played it
0: last night on the Christmas program.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. Did they sing it or you just played it?
0: I just played it.
1: Oh, yeah. All right. Well, welcome everyone near and far to Mindful Mondays with Dr. Taylor. I love that song. Yeah, interesting. Um, is there a way you could send it to me? I don't know. How are you send a song?
0: Yeah, I can send it to you. Yeah. I'll send you an oh, MP3. Yeah.
1: Okay. Right. I, mean, I I don't know the names and stuff. So that's why I was like, is it MP3? Because I have Apple, you don't. And so I'm like, yeah. So, okay. Well, that's welcome, a, sta- it's a standard,
0: uh, audio format MP3. So you can play it.
1: Okay. Okay. All right. Well, welcome everyone. Good evening. And it is looking real scary outside here in Inglewood, California, um, they are saying that there is a major storm coming and it's on its way, Marquina, I can't remember her last name. <laughs> so, so <laughs> Channel 9, which is K Kcal, I believe, um who is bought by CBS, so they shared news, so when Kcal They're they're the station that plays like all the judge shows. So whatever the equivalent of that would be in your area, that's pretty much what KCAL is. And all day she's been coming in with breaking news. It's coming. It's now it's in Santa Barbara. Now it's in Oxnard. And usually there's a a little bit of a sunset that's just barely kind of going over the horizon. It is so dark and gray, like a dark gray that it's almost scary um and normally when it says it's gonna rain in southern california we're like yeah whatever yeah yesterday was looking kind of scary and i know what day was that that i went to the doctor thursday you could see the dark black clouds it never let loose and maybe it did sprinkle a little bit but it, it was some play rain on thursday but it was just this eerie dark cloud feeling like do not go outside and play do not leave your house. <laughs> Make sure you have candles and hide underneath the cover. That's the way it is looking right now. As I look through my my curtains, I mean, it's so gray that I can see the gray through the curtains. So it's really, it's really interesting. So apparently we're in for this big storm. Uh, they've got folks putting their sandbags together and um, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, bowls of hay, bowls, is it bowls? Bales of hay. Bales, bales of hay. Bales. There we go. I was like, mm-hmm. um, yes. Yeah, so bales of hay, and they just showed um, in in Costa Mesa. I guess people are driving to the beach and and, and filling up sandbags, and so um, what the worst piece would be the the um, the parts that had the fire early on this year, and so there's nothing to hold that soil. Because of the fire burnt everything. And so as Kenny is showing, that you guys can't see right now, it is creeping down. They said it's brand new snow in Lake Tahoe. It is thick. And according to the map that Kenny is showing right now, it is just that side of Bakersfield, as far as more central California. But as far as coming down that coastline, coming down to you know the LA coastline, it is is coming. So um yeah. So make sure you have some candles and flashlights and get that going. I hope it's not that scary thunder that we had last month, two months ago, because that was I, I, I got underneath the cover and I just did not want to move.
0: Yeah. Soledad and the Tescadero are getting hammered right now. Avenal, Fresno,
1: okay.
0: Santa Maria, Lompoc.
1: Right. So that's more of the central. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, I see central, that. Mycelia, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, Porterville, Delano. So it's yeah. almost to Bakersfield, which is kind of considered central California per se. But Ladies and gentlemen, the point is, it's coming. So how about that for the last show of 2021? I'm so excited and was grateful to see that we will be taking a two-week break. We need it um, from um, Intentional Talk Radio. So this week's shows are the last shows of uh, 2021, and we'll be back on the week of January 3rd. So Merry Christmas, Happy Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, um, happy New Year's, New Year's Eve, and all that good stuff. So today, I decided to bring my girl back, Miss Michelle. And you look like you're—I don't know if it's just a phase. I don't know if it's your your laptop. But it looks like you're in this in this. You
2: look like you look like you're standing outside. In this, I know. Isn't it weird? I, I see the gray. same thing. It's like cloudy and foggy. Yeah, I'm gonna per- like, pretend it's the weather. I don't know what it is. Okay, you already wiped the, the camera. Yeah,
1: that is. Really scary. So she's sitting here in this gray kind of <laughs> fog.
0: kind of a fog, a mist.
1: Yeah, I, I think I, I think she's trying fall. to be mysterious. You know, I think so too. I think this is all a part of. I think she's trying to play up on us here. Um, so before I go forward, let me go also talk about our our um, sponsor, which is my medium score. They deal with credit score. They deal with. First, they deal with loans on houses. They handle everything, and I'm excited. I'm going I'm talking to him soon, like this week, um, in order to get him on 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 our show um, in the mix. Here's a brother from the hood that ended up going to boarding school, and coming back, and coming back to his hood, and setting up shop, and 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 it. I just I love to see those stories because if we don't if we don't report them, it ain't gonna happen. It's unfortunate. It's so many positive things that are happening in our community that, you know, ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, you know, CNN, HIJK, ElementoP. none of them are talking about this. And, but Brittany... Brittany can have all she's got all the all the airtime possible about getting her freedom and how she's free again and she can spend her money the way she wants and oh my dad this and my dad that but then you've got you know a a sister and a brother that you know got into five schools and they're only in the 10th grade you know got you know stuff like that 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 would uplift our community so anyway So anyway, so I figured for the last show of 2021 for Mindful Mondays, that we would just take a time to review everything that's been happening. It has been a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful ride um, with our show, um, with my show, um, because it went from maybe we're sort of people are kind of they're listening, they're talking about it, to then people emailing and texting me, you know, saying, Thank you for that. I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go do that. And I think that I, I feel like the turning point, or one of the turning points, I'll just say one. One of the turning points, I think, was when Simone Biles did her thing on the Olympics. And I think that was the open door for everyone to to feel like it is okay. You know, homegirl who's an Olympic, world-winning Olympic uh, uh, gold medalist, 5 million times over says, I can't, I can't, I won't. And you can't make me. And I'm gonna sit over here if you need me. And I thought, you know, even though there was such negativity from folk, negativity from folk who can't even balance on the balance beam, first of all, OK, let, let's get home, boy. I can't even think of his name. He pissed me off so much. You know, it's like when you show your when you show that you're transparent and you're a person of color. Ooh, they just dig in like a sword. You know, she just she she could have let someone else from. And it's like, really? And then you have the young lady who tested for smoking weed and they kicked her off the team. But then you have the swimmer who was tested for weed and was still swimming in the race. Another show for another day of the week, just throwing that out there for you. So I thought it would be fun to bring Miss Michelle Gutman back because she likes to have some good conversation. And I appreciate you for being here with, with me today to just kind of do a, 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 a just a review of all the different things. And I took some, I went through and I took some notes just on, so you know, just in case we forget some things, but it has really been great. Um, we started off with Isaac Ford, who wrote a book called From the Bottom. And he talked about, he was very transparent about his life in um, New Orleans um, or in Louisiana and some of the things that he had to forgive his mom for, you know, some of the things that, you know, in raising him. And he he, he wrote this book about his resilience and about forgiveness. And boy, I tell you, I must say, forgiveness is a hard thing to do. You know, everybody says, you know, you can forgive, you don't forget, but you don't forget. And that is so true. You know, I may forgive you today and all that, but I'm not going to forget what happened. You're not going to forget what happened. And and it's like, well, if you're not going to forget that you haven't forgiven, eh, okay. Tomato, tomato, right? But it is very hard, especially if you've been hurt by someone you love. Especially if it's your mother, you know what I mean? And so he talked a lot about that. He was the very first um, show on March 29th. And it was so powerful, you know, to hear his, the pain that you could hear when he described, you know, he didn't want to give away too much of the book because he wanted everybody to buy the book, of course, but you could hear the pain in his voice, as he described some of the things that he had gone through growing up and then being able to turn that around, get into the service, turn that around and be a successful uh, a successful Black man living down there in San Diego. Um, he worked for USC's um, master's in social work um, program that had a, um, um, so we we had a campus down South and in, in, um, I'm trying to pull it up so I can get it um exact for there he was he was the former uh, military and diversity outreach person for um, the MSW that had this focus on military and veterans and 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 being able to service that particular audience and I thought wow you know when you talk to to service people now And you think about, I just had this conversation. where was I? Girls were talking about this and how their fathers who had been to Vietnam and had been to, um, um, what's the other one? Vietnam, I know, because I know my dad didn't have to go, thank God. Um, uh, But we'll just stick with Vietnam and how, when they came back, how crazy, and, you know, this whole PTSD was there, but they weren't addressing it. They just kind of pushed them to the side. And- um, so a lot of, I was talking to some girls and they were talking about how their fathers and uncles that had gone through that and the things that are now different with now knowing that there is a P PTS, you know, P, am I, I know I'm saying it wrong, PTSD, um, the fact that these people just, they, they, they're risking their lives for us. And then when they get out, they treat them like boo-boo. Like, I, I, I just never understood that. You know, and there's so many vets that are homeless. There's so many vets that want to work. It's not even that they don't want to work. They're not getting jobs for whatever reason. And then, you know, they become homeless. And so once you become homeless, you know, nobody's really trying to talk to you. Um, but I'm just glad that there are programs now for our vets who have given their lives in Saudi Arabia and, and all the different um, places that, that, we, that we've been um it's really interesting because i my, I was talking to my mom about it and I guess what happened was my dad has signed up was about to take the oath and then the letter came like just like literally minutes before they were gonna uh, do the oath with him and basically because he was uh he his wife my mom was pregnant with me they the doctor from the uh, the letter from the doctor said something about he's expecting this is his only child he's the oldest in his family you know and whatever the letter said they said no he can't go they honored it I mean it was within minutes 20 to 30 minutes of him putting his hand up and being able to be shipped off and I thought wow that is absolutely crazy so um, um, so my dad did not um, serve in the military and it was because he was pregnant she, she was pregnant with his first child so it's it's a lot that 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 in that whole you know section deal with and so um i'm hoping to have a guest uh or two um next year that talks about you know bring some vets on and just kind of hear their personal stories of survival and resilience um then we had a guest that had like seven steps that was like that really like jump the show. I mean, folks were coming in and talking about, well, wait a minute, what were the other steps? Because when I, the way I advertised it was like steps three, four, and five, but you might've missed one, two, and three or whatever, however I put it. And so it was um, by my uh, sorority sister, Miyoshi Dorsey. I think that's the first time I said her name right. (laughs) Um, And she talked about managing stress in perilous times and, 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 and the seven steps of um, uh, how to deal with it. And But I didn't know that there were seven steps until we ran out of time and she only got through three. And I was like, no, come back next week and we'll do four and five and six and seven so that you have time to really break it down. And um, so the, the seven steps, I just have them here to just to, to remind folks. And I, I I did a lot of reminding at that time that um, uh, learning to say no. What do you got to say about that, Michelle?
2: Learning to say no? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um that I have to say so the last two years you know we talk about covid right now i say it really it gave everybody a chance to uh figure out what was most important to them right and time to just kind of settle and figure out what was working and not working for me learning to say no was a, about learning to set boundaries because I was horrible at that. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And I think part of it is because as women, if you work in corporate America, we're programmed to go, 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 go and take on more and more and more and more. And as a matter of fact, if we display this like facade that we can handle 10 things at one time, we get praise for it. And just the opposite, if we show that we can't do it, then we're reprimanded for it. And what I learned was, I know my max. I know my capacity now. And through just all the, the things I've learned and trained over the last 10 years, I also know that in reality, we can only comprehend a certain amount of things at the same time, max, like three, four. After that, you're setting yourself up for failure. So for me, it was really cool. I've learned to set boundaries. And one of those boundaries is I know what my max is. So it's very easy now for me to say no. It's really easy for me to say no
1: yeah and I and, and you're right I mean you, you know when we're younger we you know we're in this almost in this please everyone moment, yes guess, and you you know you, you know it's your friend and you don't want to say no and it's like okay well wait let me see if I can squeeze it in and it's, it's really going to be stressful for you and 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 you got and and I'm getting Texas from uh, Miss Claudia Flowers talking about safe boundaries and, yes. and knowing to, to to make sure that you are setting yourself up in a safe space um, as you set these boundaries and and I, I think that I mean women we are givers we're nurturers and that's just that's just what we do you know yes and so to have to almost damn near burn out before you realize, okay, you know, now I got to go get help. I'm talking to the uh, psychiatrist, a therapist, and they're just like, you've got to learn how to say no. And it's like, huh, that's it? That's all you got for me? $500 an hour? I don't pay that because I get a copay, thank God. But it's just, you know, when you try it, and you've done it maybe like three times, it's like, okay, that wasn't so bad. Because whoever it is that's supposedly your friend, they, if, they, if they don't understand, then that lets you know where they're at. Um, and then when, and, and those folks who don't know you, it's easier to even say it to them. <laughs> it's like, well, no, I can't make that. I'm so sorry. I, I have something else to do, but let me know when the next one is or whatever. And so that, that piece, learning to say no, she talked about eliminating, th- eliminating things out of your life that's bringing you down.
2: Yes. Oh, baby. <laughs> That's what I said. We last two years was about, we figured out what we, cause we got, we had, we slowed down. Mm-hmm. And so we had to figure out the, like what was most involved, what was most valuable to us? What was most important to us? And for me, with everything that's happened in the last two year, I'm very selective about the people that I choose to associate with. Now, I I want to be around people that I want to be around. Right. And if I don't, and I, and, and I don't take it personally when people do it to me, and I don't take it personally if, if I do it to them. Right. Because right. my time, I have realized is truly valuable.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and, and I'm staying a little bit on these because these are the things that hit home, that opened up to the rest of the speakers Um. Uh, or, or presenters on the show, stop allowing yourself to get upset. Hmm. That, that <laughs> once, I think once you know yourself and once you know your limits, I think that piece becomes easier. Um. I, it's just, I think that piece becomes easier because, the no piece helps you with that part. I think, I guess that's the best
2: allowing yourself to be upset.
1: No, stop allowing, stop allowing yourself to get upset. And, and I think that because we, we don't say no. And so that throws off our whole game and the person that you're not saying no to, they're fine because now you're doing whatever it is they asked you to do. Whereas when you're thinking about stop, stop thinking about, or stop allowing yourself to be upset Stop putting yourself in situations that will make you upset. I guess that's the way I kind of interpret it.
2: And I, I take I take it a little bit different. If you remember when I we I did the conversation about stress and we talked about emotions, mm-hmm. and I always said identify the emotion. I think having a reaction to something is just human nature. I think right. the right. I think the second part. What I talked about was once you identify what it was, then allow yourself permission to process it. And I think that's what she just really talking about is, is we get upset because it triggers something inside of us, right? Yeah. Like I said, go back the last two years, you could go on Facebook and I don't know how many of your listeners did that, but you'd read something somebody wrote, somebody in your family or friends, close people. And for me, like I would lose it. Like I would just go off the handle. I would get mad and infuriated. And then I realized, you know, just through through the whole process, okay, what was I being triggered about? What was I upset about? And when I processed it, then I think that gets back to what she was talking about is there's no, don't allow yourself to continuing being upset or angry about something when you really don't have to.
1: Right. Holding, holding things on. Hold, exactly. Holding on to things, not holding things on, holding on to things. No, absolutely. Staying active, getting plenty of sleep. You know, I, um, so there's this new thing now in the colleges and universities and probably in the last, well, gosh, I guess it's been 10 years now where everybody gets that. No, let me not say everybody. Faculty and students get the whole Thanksgiving week off. Not staff. So we have to work unless i take a vacation day. and so when i was living in humboldt i would work on monday and tuesday and either catch a late flight on tuesday of the thanksgiving week or i would definitely work monday just to wrap up everything and then drive down um or you know or whatever it is. and i said you know what i said you know what this year i'm taking the whole week off. and can i tell you that i slept and slept and slept and slept i mean i was just exhausted and and like you said even you know even though covid has slowed me down completely and like you said it gives you an um, opportunity to think about what is important to you mm-hmm. and what what you know do you really need to go out and get whatever? Can you just stay at home? I mean, just it was so many different decisions that you had to make with yourself yep. during COVID. But one of the things is, I just needed some rest, and it was the—I <laughs> I couldn't believe. I mean, I slept. I watched TV. TV watched me. I rewind back to the where I fell asleep on that same show. I fall right back to sleep. I wake up an hour later, and I'm like, damn it! And I go back to that same point, and I can never get past that one part of the show. But I needed that rest, and I, and I think what it is is that I'm internalizing some stressful things. I'm feeling anxiety, and I think you know when when you're dealing with you know personal anxiety, and you and you hold on to it, it, it manifests in your face. It manifests in your lack of sleep that you're tossing and turning. Yes. And so you know when you just are purposeful about rest. Like you know what, and if you have kids, you know what y'all. Either you go, mommy's gonna go. She'll be back tomorrow. I know somebody who would check into a hotel just to get some rest. Um, and I thought that's interesting. That that's an <laughs> that is very interesting. Check into a hotel just to get some rest because you know when you're a mom, you're working. You come home. I don't know how. I don't know to this day how my mom or how our parents would work all day, come home and and cook a full meal. Like not no, you know, <laughs> heat it up. It, yeah, I see you shaking your hair. Not no heat it up in the microwave. Y'all sit down. Ding, it's time to eat. No, hey, mommy's home. Okay, she changed clothes. She's in there. And my, my favorite, one of my favorite meals, it's liver and onions. I don't know
2: why my mom. Oh my cry. gosh. When I was growing up, we used to, oh my God, we used to eat that all the time, oh, but I don't know what household it. you grow up in my, my, my that's why we always used to tell my mom, my parents, that's why you had so many kids was because we all, we all had a role when it came to cooking and cleaning. it was a whole bunch
1: of y'all five, yes. right?
2: Yes, well, see, so that's what
1: you have five kids, everybody needs to know. Everybody,
2: to ha- yeah, yes, everybody has a role, <laughs> but but yes, it was so it was a routine. But yes, I, I completely, um, I completely understand what you mean. I and it's funny because now I realize and recognize the importance of sleep, it's a routine for me, like I have a whole wind down routine because I realized. Like for me, even more important sometimes than exercise and what you eat is making sure that you sleep because I went through Corliss, I don't know if I ever shared this, but like decades where literally I never slept through the night and it, you know, it's hard. It's very hard on the body. I'm sure it contributed to all the other stuff that I went through, but yeah, once I corrected some stuff and then I just, uh, worked with people and then, yep. That's like a, it's like, and it's a beautiful routine. I do a whole thing. So like sleep is wonderful.
1: Colette, are you sleeping? Are you taking naps? Oh, no,
2: I never take a nap.
3: I almost never take a nap. Do you and just go to
1: sleep when it's time?
3: I, no, no, sometimes I have a tough time going to sleep at night. I was listening to this guy on Clubhouse, Daraje Global, who has a show that is about Philosophy, it's about uh, spirituality, and he brings in authors who have written books on those topics, and it's really quite, quite good. So I would go to sleep on that. But I was thinking about what Michelle said, and and no, what you said, and how our parents would come home from work and cook a full meal. Oh um, yes, my mother from did from scratch, like from scratch. From scratch. There was no fast food. And I thought about it. When, when we were living in San Dimas, I would get home after either one or two kids and I would cook with my purse on my shoulder. See, I'd be cooking. You didn't even have time to sit it down. Yes, I didn't have time to sit down. I would have, still have my purse on my shoulder. And there were times when I would drive nursing. I would, I remember clearly being on the breastfeeding nursing, yes. Oh, wow, so you doing too much. That lets you know you was a
1: powerhouse mom. You're like I'm nursing, I'm driving. I'm I sure did. Here, I sure did. Put her in nursing and daycare. I, that was
3: Kiki. That's, That's right. Crazy. I would. I sure did. I would nurse Kiki while I was driving because that, in that my let head, you know you were doing too much. I was doing too much. I needed to get home. Yeah. So and and then I was a brand new mom. And didn't want my baby around a lot of people. Although by that time she was over at my grandparents. And I didn't want her to be there any longer than it was absolutely necessary. necessary. <laughs> so I would get her. We'd get on the freeway. I would open up. I'd nurse her as I drove. And I remember clearly being on Did the you seven. Stand camp, on, the freeway?
1: on the
3: freeway? On the freeway. Oh, wow. Nursing, yes. Nursing. You, and, doing, you, you know, and you when you're a new mom to even back then, she's 43 now. There were things that we did or I did without even a thought, without even a thought. And it was because we were supposed to. You just did right. what you thought you were supposed to do. Because you did yes. what you thought was right. You did exactly. what you needed to do so that when exactly. you got home, you had That's other right. stuff that you to do, right? That's right. And it's not, it was never about, well, my husband is supposed to do this. He right, said, right,
1: right. I was so just about to say folks, that women, we are nurturers, we are doers, we are educators exactly. and exactly. men don't have to worry about none of this
3: stuff. That's right. And see, nowadays girls are saying, oh, he's going to have to do this and he's going to have to do that. And you know what? We didn't come up. Or think about what he's going to have to do. do. Right. We did what we just was did necessary. It, right. We right. did what was necessary. And that's not to take anything away from him or right. to diminish his responsibility right. in the whole thing. Right. But we didn't let our kids go without. No, right. no. He no. And, and nowadays, kids go without because if he ain't, I ain't. Oh, right. Okay. Right. Because there's That's a whole not, new attitude. It's a whole new here. attitude. Yeah. And we just yeah. had the same conversation on Andre's show today. It's unfortunately and fortunately a brand new culture yeah, and right. the culture that we're dealing with now to me, and this is just my opinion, it has done more destruction
2: Warm
1: than, than it
3: has done to help us because we aren't any further ahead we are not any better. Right. we should be better people and we are not we're so inhumane to each other. we're so short and impatient and unkind and undeserving to each other. where did all right. of that come from? It came from a culture that says I don't have to. I don't have to you, you. okay that's just me. Michelle, that's, that's, a, that's a great,
1: that's a great, um, segue to, um, one of our guests, Deshaun Booker, who talked about how to cultivate a heath- healthy mindset. And so that, that, that you're right. I mean, we did it all y'all. I mean, just bottom line. And, and so when I see something, sometimes a video about a, you know, girl dad, you know, talking about Kobe and the whole girl dad movement. Um, and, and, you know, I grew up watching a man cook. So, so I'm gonna need you to cook. Cause I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be Penny, Penny, Annie, Aunt Jemima in the kitchen all the time. You might, you might be lucky if you get a meal.
3: But my, you remember, <laughs> I cooked, my husband didn't know how to cook. See, that's not gonna And happen. my husband did not know how to cook. He, one, he didn't learn how to cook until we split up. He didn't learn how to go to the bank until we split up. See. He did, I swear to you, he didn't know how to do one thing until we split up I'm I'm kind of
1: glad that today's man has a has a little bit a tad bit of something (laughs) at least when I know when I'm dating those are questions that come out and I'm like oh okay well nice talking to you
3: (laughs) you don't cook oh okay cool and and you know what and and I think men men make better cooks than women Kenny cooks Kenny cooks real good and my brother-in-law well, that's because
1: your mom taught them how to cook because they. No, knew. I
3: know she didn't. I don't think. Kenny did
1: teach mom to teach you how to cook. Kenny, did your mom teach you how to
2: cook? No, no. no. I grew up with three sisters. I didn't have to cook. Oh, in the okay, house. well,
1: okay. So, okay, so that's what I mean. Not necessarily your mom, but you grew up in a household where the family of uh, women who cooked, women were cooking, and so you learned. That's what I mean. So most of the time it's the mom, but if you since you had three sisters, that that's what I'm talking about. But I worked in no, restaurants mom, for a, a while. I worked out. in
0: restaurants for a while, so I, I absolutely love to cook. So.
1: Okay. Which is a beautiful, which is a beautiful thing. She talked about the three D's delete, defend and deliverance, delete negative thoughts, defend your healing Mm -hmm.
2: victories
1: and deliver yourself. And it's okay from where you, where you are today. And I think one of the things that a lot that came up on a lot of the shows was self-acceptance. Yes. I mean, just about every guest had some element of, you know, Monica L talking about being the best you, mind, body. And so everything was about self-acceptance. And I think it finally clicked into my head that, Hey, it's okay to take care of yourself. And I think going back to what you said earlier, Michelle, what that COVID did was set your butt down. And it was just like, okay, I'm at home. Oh, now what? And I'm at home with you. And and, and now I'm at home with you 24 seven. We both working from home, you know, and some people, some people got divorced after COVID. Some people couldn't handle. And then the one I like the best is these parents found out about little Ray Ray and Kiki, them children that the, the, the <laughs> teachers over the years have been telling you that your children are crazy, not in so many words that they that they have behavior issues and you just defending not my Kiki, not my Kiki Shaniqua whatever mm, they got a taste of it and now appreciate everything a teacher does and it's sad that it had to come down to that but let me keep going cuz i mean i had so many guests i just want to make sure i just tap on because a lot of a lot of the guests talked about controlling your energy controlling having self reliance respect for yourself choosing your friends wisely. Monica talked about, yes. um, we had, um, Dr. Tabitha Taylor and Denise Williams talk, Denise Williams, I'm um, talking about social wellness and how it supports your journey and, and how, um, you know, just that piece of, of putting yourself out there a little bit and how it can kind of bring, bring home some of that wellness that we don't, we, we don't, <laughs> we don't forgive ourselves. Number one. And we don't forgive ourselves and we don't t- pay attention to ourselves. And I will say that my mindful Mondays have, if it hasn't beat in your head this year about self, 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 you can't help anybody else. Unless you help yourself, unless you help yourself. Um, we had a hypnotherapy, uh, did some exercise with us. Um, we had a mental health specialist. I mean, everybody was just coming because when they said, "Really, I could talk about that," I'm like, "Yeah." And it's, it was like taboo to talk about things that help people or or help yourself or like you know things to help people help themselves. It was always about what you can do for the common man. What can, what can you do in your job? What can you do to make yourself better? What can you do? Well, you can't be better if you didn't get rest the night before, or, or the, there wasn't a sense of of being self-reliant, being being um encouraging to yourself. Um, um, I was just about to say it was something good too. Oh man. Oh, it'll it'll hit me. But I will say one of the one of the guests that almost just had me in tears was Lisa McKnight. And if you remember, she was the game banger, the ex-game banger, if you guys remember. Um, um, um so I live over, grew up in the rolling 60s which is the gang that wears the blue rags, the cuz, what's up cuz, versus where I live now in Inglewood, which is the red bandanas or, you know, bloods. And so she was, um, so another reason why my mom didn't send me to Crenshaw, because um, that would have been my home school was because the girls were gang banging just as much as the boys. And my mom was like, no, I did not come from Mississippi to come out here and have you involved in that. And so she sent us to private school. So both me and my sister went to Lutheran school, K-12, I'm sorry, K-8. And then we went to, um, uh, Catholic high school, different Catholic high schools, but Catholic high school, um, for, um, uh, Catholic high school. And we just leave it at that. And so, um, I I just remember her story about talking about how many times she had been to prison. And then that last time she was like, it's enough. And when she got out, she went back to school. She went to LA trade tech, got her AA. She wrote a book. She now helps other prisoners who get out to help them on the straight and narrow. And one of the things that she said, (laughs) which was just so powerful was, you know, she was like, I knew we could be homies, Corliss, but I knew we couldn't be homies. I don't know if you was able to hear the show. And she said, you were different and we needed to leave you alone. So I put that all point all point bulletin out to leave those Bennett girls alone. You know, we stayed on the corner, 59th and 3rd Avenue. My mom is still there. 50, how was my sister? 52 years. But it was like, don't mess with them girls, leave them alone, you know, just just don't mess with them. And so, you know, we used to get teased because I, I Kathy didn't have to wear a uniform, but I did. Um, and it was just like, hey, Catholic school girl. And I'd be like, hey, Poochie, hey, rock, Bach, whatever. And it would just, you know, and they would just tease me, you know, because of my outfit, my, my, my Oxford shoes. But we were protected and I didn't know it. And then mm. to hear her now in hindsight, listening to her 30, well, I've been in high school 37 years, it was just unreal how she was saying, you know, we wanted to make sure because we knew you were going to make us proud. And I'm sitting here, eyes about to just well out. And I'm like, okay, is she really saying this? And this is when I realized, um, not then at that show, but one time that I saw her, I was coming home from Thanksgiving and I was unloading my car. Um, and then I was taking my laundry in and she was driving by and she She's like, hey, Carlos. I said, hey, Lisa. She said, girl, you out there in that college. You out there in that college. You make us proud, girl. I'm so proud of you. And I'm like, thank you. That just tripped me out. And I say that to say people watch you. Mm -hmm. They watch what you do. They watch what you say to people. They watch how you interact. They watch you. And so that's why it's so important to be respectful. You know, I even tell my students, you know, speak when somebody speaks to you. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. You know, the janitor's there. Good morning. How you doing? And I never had that problem. I, I always spoke to everyone. Um, but it, it was like, it's just a sense of they're human. You're human. You know, that just mutual respect. But when she said that, that let me know like, wow, that she knew that I was in school. I never told her. I didn't have a bumper sticker on my car that said I went to UC Riverside. She just knew that I was home for Thanksgiving and I was, you know, taking my stuff in. And so it was, it was just, it was just amazing to hear her talk about what her final, that second prison term. And she was like, that's it. And she, that snapped. And it was just like, I've got to do something to help myself and help others who are, you know, in this predicament. So when I talk about When we talk about resilience, that was one of those, um, for sure, uh, guests that was on the show that talked about, uh, you know, that, that, that gave you that, that example of, you know, holding, honing in on your strengths and, and doing something about it. Yep. And then we talked to you about addressing the stress. Yep. She's like, Yep. (laughs) and and talk about a little just give us a little bit I know I I remembered I was trying to get I didn't realize it was an acronym and then you were like no the D is for this and that yeah
2: I said it was address the stress and and um it was the A and the D were um they were like precursors to the dress part and the dress was we talked about diet and rest and exercise and then the S's were um uh, socialization and then the stressors, the things that actually cause stress. Uh, But the precursors were just breaking it down to, uh, the a was the attainable achievements because I always find that what, especially it's coming up January 1st, everybody wants to change something. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you have to have a strategy, right? You say, I want to change something you do. You have to have a strategy. Okay. How are you going to do it? But I always see, it seems like people set themselves up to fail because it's too big, right? So I just say, don't do something to say, okay, I want to lose 20 pounds. And then you lose 20 pounds and that's it. Make it, it's like, it's a change in your lifestyle when we talk about health, right? And so if you want to make a change in your lifestyle, break it down into like little Things that you know, this is something that I can change every single day and then add on something else and you add on something else. These are things that I could do every single day for the rest of my life. Right? So that was the, and then the D was digestion because for when I was coaching people, that was like the big thing for me because I love to talk about digestion, but I would say you need to get that intact first, like really work on that because you don't realize how much that affects every other one of your body systems. It affects everything. It affects your, you're there's saying a connection between. You say what we eat? Digestion, just the whole, if you're not digesting your food properly and you know, if you know, people know if you have digestive issues. Well, some people don't, but it could be foul breath, foul something else. Gotcha. Um, are you having a movement every single day? I, I use when I coach, I was amazed people used to say, I don't have a movement. I, don't, I go like once every three days, and I'd say, you realize that's not normal. That's so, yeah, it- so just things like that. But, uh, but there's a connection between your emotions and your digestion. There's a connection between brain function, heart function, hormonal system. Okay, I mean, they talked about
1: this. I think I need to
2: bring you back to talk about. This oh next. my gosh. Like uh, that was when I, that's when I started coaching, that was, I used to coach people all the time. And I, I actually stopped doing that was because people that I was, were getting, I don't think people realize how sick the majority of our, our country is. And then how serious, how serious some people had their, people would show up to me Just their, their digestive issues were so off the chart. It was like, it was very overwhelming. Um, but then I love right now what I do is focus on the last two, which was the socialization part. And that was where we talked about, remember the three, uh, S's where I said survival is the bottom one, right? That's the stuff we need to do. Like Colette was saying, I got to do what I got to do to survive, right? And you know, that's what you have to do. And we all get through moments like that. I have to do what I have to do to survive. But you realize that you can't do that long-term because long-term that's the stuff that makes you sick. And, but then a a next layer to that is socialization, right? And that's where you find your tribe. Those are the people that are going to help you through your crisis. Those are the people that make you feel safe. Those are the people that make you feel comfortable. Those are people that make you feel like you're a part of a community, but Like you were just talking about, Colette, the one that I'm like really loving and learning right now is the spiritual part because that's the place like when you get to, okay, like I have my tribe, I have my communities and all this, but it still limits you because to be a part of something, you still kind of have to conform to that. But when you get to the spiritual part, that's like, that's about you, the essence of who you are, what makes you tick what makes you happy, what brings you joy, what you're grateful for, like that layer is where that comes from. And we can't stay there always. But to be there is a great place to be because you really don't care what other people think, because you're focusing on what really what makes you come alive, what, what, what's your purpose, what brings you joy, as opposed to like, what do I have to do to fit into this community? And we see that, that, that like, that's happening right now. What's going on, to, to go to, like, politics, right? You know, you can have, like, core values of being, listed, just for example, a Republican, right? And you ha- still have those core values. But then now, if you don't believe in this one thing, you're not part of our tribe anymore. And they want to knock you out. And they, you know, all this other stuff that goes on. So, but yeah, so that, and then the last one was the stressors. And that's where we, one of the ones we were talking about was emotions. I love talking about emotions because we don't realize, like you said, Corliss, hanging on to those issues and emotions and not addressing stuff from your past and all this other stuff, like clinging to that stuff, the grief, like I, I, we talked about that. We talked about grief, right? after I lost my parents, like holding on to that stuff, how sick it makes you and, and getting to a point where, uh, you know, you just identify what it is, be able to release it. And then the last part was releasing the process from the stress, because what we, I talked about when you're stressed, your, your blood sugar is out of control. Your blood pressure gets elevated, your, your digestive system, goes out of whack your hormones are out of whack just all kinds of things and to be able to learn how to identify and process emotions like i i I, for me that's my joy like i love teaching that kind of stuff well
1: we definitely have to bring you back in the new year i definitely want to hear more about this digestive piece because like you said it you know for someone who doesn't have a movement for three days you are
3: truly clogged up and that can back (laughs) up and get you sick just in general don't understand that. Right. People don't understand that and they don't understand how much stress and a toxic environment, how much it does to you. And just as you were talking about grief and holding on to things, I've learned the hard way. You cannot. you A person that holds on to BS, you're up to here. And you don't even know it. A exactly. know it.
2: They exactly. Don't know it
3: because they hold on to that minutia and they get involved in the minutia. They become the minutia and they can't see the forest for the trees.
2: Hmm. And it's
3: a, it's a very, very sad place to be. It's a, yes. it's a toxic environment. It's I, someone said to me before, this is toxic. And I thought to myself, You are the main toxic person. How are you going to tell somebody it's toxic? And, but as we get older, we're supposed to get wiser. We are supposed to get wiser. And my mother would always say that is the the path. But for some reason, we've decided that those things that are of value those are not things that we are looking to and this is as people say things have changed it's a new day that's old school we don't believe in that and well it, it's crumbling our society yeah yeah
0: it's no, you're crumbling right. our you're society
1: right about
3: that. um moving
1: uh and then, uh, so and then i think you you were on again talking about moving out of a state of constant uh survival so you just you touched upon that a little bit just now um michelle um um but it's just interesting how people are starting to open up more about these types of topics that now were kind of on a hush you know you just talk, about it was
2: it was it was taboo to talk about that kind of stuff talk it was it was feelings it, like ooh. yeah well feelings yeah talk about your feelings or that you weren't all together that you were, you know, you couldn't, you can say that you were fallen apart or, you know, the whole, like you were talking about earlier, the whole mental crisis. I, I can tell you, and it's all, here, here's the thing. I'm not, you know, I'm talking about my personal experience, but again, there's a connection between digestion and uh, emotions and the brain. And, um, to be able – I went through my own period decades ago with, you know, depression and anxiety and, and all that stuff. You could you could never tell anybody that you felt that way because, one, it's, it wasn't something that people understood. But I'll tell you is that when people even had an inkling that, okay, she's not all together – all the other women who were falling apart used to sneak up to me, Corliss and go, okay. I, and they would share their experiences. They would want to share some drug they took, which amazed me. And I, and, and when I was working at my other job and I was thinking, I can't believe how many people in this office are on Prozac and, and, and Paxil and all and Zoloft and all that they were sharing and all this other stuff. And I thought, but see, this is it like we're all we're not well. and we should be able to have these conversations and talk at least about that kind of stuff is because if we don't it, the reason that I got into all this choruss and I don't know if I'd share this to you was because of my mother because decades ago my mother was diagnosed with something called Graves disease. and this it's the disease that Wendy Williams is suffering from right now, right. So it's a disease. It's a disease about the immune system, but it it attacks your thyroid. Anyway, long story short, she 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 had my mother had her thyroid removed, and so when that happens, there's all kinds of stuff that happens in your body if you don't regulate your hormones because you have to do it on your own now. And if you don't, it causes a lot of issues. But long story short, is there's there is a some link there, some cause it you know between again digestion and hormones and particularly the thyroid. And my mother had digestive issues. And so long story short, when she passed, we found out there was all these other medical issues that were going on that we weren't, we didn't know about because she, you know, she took care of stuff on her. She was one of those Colette go, go, go. I got it. I got it. I got, it. I got to do what I got to do right? She raised five kids. We were born in the project. I mean, I got to do what I got to do. I don't have time to sit around here. We got bills paid. I mean, that's, and that's the way we were raised. And so, but after she passed and I looked at her life and I thought my mother had digestive issues. She had, she went through bouts of severe depression and anxiety and all this other stuff. And I thought, I would love to have conversations with her and, and people she knew that would go so that if it doesn't have to feel like it's abnormal, right? And that's why you were saying you praise Simone Biles and who's the other one, the tennis player? Oh,
0: um, Osaka. Right? Naomi Osaka.
2: Yes, thank you. Oh. Right. Being able to have Naomi these Naomi Osaka. Yes, being able to have these conversations as women and say, first of all, you're going to be all right, right? You're going to be all right. It's okay. And be able to coach and help people process through this stuff, because, like Colette said, we're just going to continue to go backwards and stuff. And if we don't start addressing some of this stuff, so we can right. move forward.
1: But what's really interesting is mm-hmm. it's sad that it took a pandemic for people to realize how how terrible where where the world stands when it comes to mental health, and 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 how taboo. I mean, you know. I I mean, dealing in higher ed, you know, one of the things I always talk to the students about student leaders is like, the counseling center, it's okay. But you know, that was taboo. And you didn't want nobody, you looking around, you didn't want anybody to see you coming, going to the counseling center or coming from the counseling center. I didn't care personally. right? But I have a, my personality is, is that way. It's like, I'm gonna handle that. If I'm gonna get some help, it's gonna help me get through this. I need that's where I need to be. Now, what's really interesting that has really gone up is the mental health piece, is now there are online agencies. I think it's called PATH. And you could actually, they don't take my insurance because one of my therapists is switching over to that. So she still has me at her first, her uh, where I where I first met her. But now you can, you can have a therapist that's in India. You can have a therapist that's in Switzerland because it's a Zoom situation now. Nobody knows that you know, I'm going to, over here to go to the funny farm here. Everybody think I'm crazy but I got a psychiatrist or I got a psychologist or, or or a therapist. One of the things that went up during COVID was the one-on-one appointments in the counseling center. The one-on-one That's right. one appointment because now people are utilizing it because students were feeling depressed. People were isolated. Um, um um and look at this here that Kenny just brought up. Is this is this a black owned one?
0: It's the Association of Black Psychologists. Oh yes,
1: yes, okay. With the pandemic, more incident of police brutality and overall negative political climate, black people are under more stress than ever. If you need to speak to one, reach out. So I'm not sure if this then leads you to um being able to have a a, a, a counselor um online, but I know there's a I know there's an agency called Path. But my point was they have thousands of, of positions available because of all this crap that's going on that we're not taking care of ourselves. And now people are doing it and now
3: nobody needs to know. And Taraji P. Henson has a foundation. Yes. Taraji oh. P. Henson has a foundation and you can get an hour, five sessions free. Oh, Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You familiar with that one, Michelle? Yes. Yeah.
1: Well, I will say this. A lot of that has started to come up because of what is going on with folks. Yeah. Not only have we increased in, in, uh, Claudia just texted and said alcohol use has gone up. Yes. Drug use has gone up because people don't know what to quite do. And so like Pat, he said, E uh, affordable way to find a therapist and your therapist could be in kentucky in ohio it could be in texas it could be in uh idaho but you're getting the help you need and the thing is that 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 really i think that has really made the show and and you know I, i get a lot of texts and stuff about what they you know heard or whatever is because now it's okay to talk about it and it's okay because all of us dealt with somebody we lost during covid All of us have dealt with more than probably I would I I would I would I would put money out there that everybody knows at least five people. Because it's gotten to that point. Yep. You know, if I can lose five in one month, I know there's got to be other folks that just have a minimum of five. I'm thinking everybody knows at least five people who have died from COVID and then how you try to deal with it, how you try to cope with it. And then it's just like, you know, it is amazing. With when you those emotions like you were talking about, um, and it, it might have. And, and again, I really want you to to to, to come back and do a two part on this di- um, digest, digestion piece because, again, if we're not, if, again, if we're not taking care of our bodies, it's going to run out on us, and it's going to run out on us, and you're going to be in a, in a hospital in a ventilator and it won't have nothing to do with COVID because you would have stressed yourself out so much that it's just drive you know drive you crazy. So, so I go back to my favorite line as we, in the last four, four minutes, um, just, just on some topics, uh, thriving while under pressure and, and balanced live, uh, living with your truth. Uh, 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 you know, we had pastor, John awful talking about why church and why people are mad at God. And how do you do that when you're a church, you're, you're a pastor, and you're counseling, your parishioners, you know, mm-hmm. try to do this and why will you do that? And blah, 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 blah. You know, it's just like, ah, you know, you have that going on. Managing self-care and personal development. I'm really happy to hear that there are so many folks that when they were home during COVID that actually started businesses that they've been trying to start forever. I'm yes. I'm going to get to it. I'm going to it, I'm gonna get my pastor was just talking about that. Today's Monday, right? Yes. Yesterday. Oh no, last week. He was just talking about how a lot of people started honing in on their other talents because they were like, well, what if I don't go back to my other job? What what can I fall upon? And then last three minutes, one of the other things that someone brought to my attention on one of the shows was about how folks don't want to go back because you figure you get up at 3 a.m. to be on the free, to get on the 405 by 4.30, to get to a job that don't start till 8, but then you're sitting in the parking lot at 7. But if you don't leave at 4.30, you, you're going to be late. So now you're dealing with the traffic and the blowing and the so-and-so and whatever, and you get to work. Then you're dealing with the people at work, and then you got to get back on the same damn freeway.
2: Going home.
1: Going home, people blowing. I mean, so one of the things that, that I definitely talked about was let them folks, y'all stop stop giving folks the finger. Colette, stop giving folks the finger. <laughs> <laughs> I know your ass will be out there pissing folks out. Anyway,
0: uh,
1: <laughs> stop, just let these people do what they got. When y'all start going shopping, it's about to be on and popping because everybody's glad to be out of the house. I haven't been to a mall yet. Um I, I know I need to go to the iPhone store, so I'm going to make sure I go in the middle of the day before school lets out on Friday. A lot of schools are letting out on Friday. But just, oh, y'all, just all I can say is pray for patience because it's about to be on and popping folks are snapping at the drop of a hat you grab that that hat oh I like this I had that it's like okay you know what take it it is not that serious you can have it girlfriend you can have it take a little damn hat okay I didn't need it that bad so it's like you we are really dealing with stuff but in closing we have got to start paying attention to ourselves i cannot stress enough and i will leave with my famous line
0: from southwest
1: airlines you know the, 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 uh, in case of a loss of cabin pressure four masks will drop from the ceiling <laughs> take one mask and pull to start the start the level of oxygen Place the, no, place the mask on your nose and mouth first. Then <laughs> oh, whoever else is sitting sure. next to you. You cannot do anything for anybody if you don't take care of yourself first. So if you ain't heard nothing else this year on Mindful Mondays, put on your mask as first. first. I, I just, I can't stress enough. Thank you, Michelle, for coming on and having the conversation as we kind of it's so many I had so many guests, I was trying to make sure I had enough notes just in case we didn't have enough to talk about, but we did. And I definitely want you to come back and talk about this digestion piece because I think that's going to be very interesting. I know that's at least a two-parter to really understand for you to really, or three-parter, for you to really dive into that because I think we're taking care of ourselves, but we're not. And this sounds like something that would be that will help us, you know, with, within the new year and, and begin to make sure that we're making changes for ourselves and for our good. Not because 24 hour fitness has a, or plan Hollywood has a sale and everything's on special for you to work out.
2: Exactly. And then
1: by March, you haven't been back to the gym and you're still paying 25.99 a month.
0: <laughs> yeah. So please, please,
1: Michelle, let me know when you can do that. Get, get your notes together and stuff. And thank you. Uh Mindful Mondays will be back on Monday, January 3rd. Woo! Two weeks off. Woo, 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 woo.
2: Happy holidays to both of you.
1: Thank Happy you, Stay tuned. Stay tuned for the rest of our shows, and then uh Colette and I will be back on Wednesday for the last in the mix uh conversations with uh conversations with Colette and Corliss as we in that show off to uh to, glory, to-,
0: glory to the, to the
1: camp. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, It's, it's
0: time of year. Christmas. Happy Halloween.